Happy Saturday, Robert. Happy Saturday to you. We have a great show tonight. We are diving into 1997 and do they still hold up? This is a interesting list, to say the least. It is, and uh, we kind of went with Box Office Mojo's for 1997. So the number one film in 97 is not necessarily the number one film that made the most money that was released that year because we'll we'll talk about obviously that was a number one for a decade or two uh is actually was only released at the end of december but made quite a bit of money that it still cracked the top 10 in just the, that couple weeks and that of course was batman and robin <laughs> <laughs> oh i how did that movie make so much money just on the heels of, of batman you know had to had i to. went to go see it i mean i guess i yeah I figured I like Batman forever enough. And Joel Schumacher, I'm like, yeah. And you could tell by the trailers that, you know, this is not going to be. No. We've, we've veered pretty far past uh, Batman and Batman Returns. But, you know, how bad could it be? Well, <laughs> Mr. Freeze. I started watching that the other night and I had turned it off. Um, I was like, I should rewatch this. I just I couldn't do it. I remember George Clooney in particular because uh, he's he's a head bobber you know, actor. Um, and when he has those, the cowl, and I mean, it's just, those ears are going all over the place. Uh, <laughs> uh, He's bobbing around. Yeah, and uh, trying to bring in Batgirl for the first time, and <sighs> somehow, uh, yeah. I, I, so, anyway, obviously we're not going in uh, order, but. Uh, <laughs> it's slicey. But we, yeah. got, we do have a great show tonight. Um, and you're listening to Set Jetter Saturdays, of course. Check out Robert's work at set-jetter.com. And I wanted to ask you, have you ever missed in a situation where you recommended a film to watch or a movie with friends or whatever, and it just turned out to be a disaster, and you immediately regretted that decision? I'm sure. It, it felt like sometimes, yeah, you bring a... I'm, I'm trying to I have to think back to, you know, like, yeah, this has gotten good reviews. Let's go see it. It's, it's got to be good. Um, be good. And then... Yeah, I can't think of anything right now, but I'm sure it'll come to me. I'm sure um, I've I've blocked those memories <laughs> of embarrassment. You know, your subconscious defenses just kick in. Yeah, um, yeah, where you drag people to movies that I don't know. Do you do you have one that you're thinking of? Yeah, it it wasn't so much a theatrical experience, but I had a friend, like 14, 15, and very conservative Protestant Christian family. You know, no nonsense, kind of your boys, your friends want a hot dog kind of thing. Like, well, I was over there and, you know, we decided to rent a movie and I never saw the film, but I've heard great things about Taxi Driver Mm. and they never saw it either. It was probably the most awkward two hours of my life (laughs) because it was just silent the whole time. And at one point I said, I've never seen this. You know, you don't want to watch it. And they didn't respond to that. So I was like, oh, and um watch taxi driver which is a great movie but um it was they were not having it and gotcha. it was so awkward they just went to bed when it was done and i, I, see, I they watched it all the way through at least they stuck I, it oh, yeah, all the way yeah. through and it would have been you know a good icebreaker if the mom or somebody was like you know this is trash i can't and i would have said yeah you know what? i didn't i didn't know and i'm 15 and you should have read this because you're the adult yeah um but i ended up sleeping over and they were like early birds and they were like watching tv at like 6 a.m. the next day, the whole family, and I was asleep on the floor in front of the TV, and I woke up to like all these eyes like watching over me, the TV. I was like, hey, I, I, I don't think I've ever 
went over there after that. It was the most awkward like night of my life. Um, but I like Taxi Driver. I did yeah. enjoy the film. Uh, I know. I, I there there's been some films that I see for the first time. And I'm like, well, I heard this is supposed to be good, and then you're watching it, and I just I was thinking like the Doom Doom Generation. Uh, Greg Araki. I don't know if you've seen that one. Yeah, yeah, of course. But um, but yeah, I was like, oh, I've heard this is good. Let's watch it. And we saw the uncut version. I was like, it's just, oh, uh, I didn't realize they'd be this graphic in certain ways. But you know, yeah, right. You take your risks. And you yeah, I, I had that one with my. I'm a big brother through big brothers, big sisters, and they were reshowing Eight Mile. Um, and uh, I think he was. 14 or something like that you know like obviously it's old enough or whatever but yeah. i was like i was like oh you know and actually i have eight mile clothes you know from the film that I actually yeah yeah i'm like hey I, we, we, this will be kind of fun screening whatever yeah. and so for 95 percent of it is fine and i forget there was there's some i should say it seemed more graphic sex things if you're with a yes 14 year old versus an adult you know you're like oh i didn't like i didn't realize that was <laughs> yeah no no you're yeah. absolutely right yeah. and you kind of don't think about that you associate it with like hey it's eminem doing some rap battles yeah and then you forget like uh britney murphy like there's some there's some shit in there yeah now granted at 14 we watched i mean like that's of course nothing but it's different when you're an adult and you're like oh god you know yeah it's a little different my... We have to keep everybody puritanical here. Uh. Right. Well, it goes back too to the rating system. Obviously, not with Eight Mile, but yeah, we spoke about that before. Like Jaws is rated PG. You know, like things like that. It's just the rating system. Some of those old movies. You're like, how how was I able to watch this as a kid? Yeah. Well, but, and even internally, obviously, I had nothing against the violence in any films. No, no, um, of course but not. God forbid should we show any type of you know sexual attraction. People are like, can't oh, do it. Close the doors on that. It's almost as awkward as one with. You're watching a movie with your parents, and there's like a boob or something that happens when you're younger. Mm -hmm. um, like, it's not so much a big deal when you're older because you're adults, but I remember as a kid, like sometimes that would pop up. And my dad would just go, oh boy, oh, oh boy, oh. oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> you know, like make it sound like he was just as offended, like, oh boy, yeah. oh boy. Uh, now I don't even know with kids having access to everything if that's even an issue. I don't, I don't I know. know. But, it's a good you know, question. We, we digress. <laughs> Sociological questions. Here in the set chatter, we have the highest grossing films of 1997 via Box Office Mojo. And of course, Blockbuster, uh, in the big scheme of things, Titanic was number one, but that came out in December. Uh, so the highest grossing film in Toto in that year was Men in Black. And that was kind of a, a surprise. Uh, actually, a nice surprise. Obviously, it was a expensive film that they wanted to do well. Um, but I remember yeah. um, uh, liking it more than I thought. I thought it had the right balance of good special effects and humor. And you got Will Smith's riding high off of Independence Day. Um, I do remember missing the opening of it because we were sitting in the lobby. And we thought the film started like at 1.30. And so... Uh, <laughs> We're in the lobby and like eating popcorn and I was like, I wonder what and like it was kind of empty and we're like, I think the movie started at like one ten or one fifteen or something like that. Oh, and I was no. like, oh now luckily in theaters we you have thirty minutes of previews, so you, you sometimes you don't miss anything. But yeah. Uh, but that that's what I vividly remember about that movie. But uh, yeah, right. Those that's the worst um when that stuff happens. Uh I went to the wrong theater. And when I saw The Sixth Sense, it was it was playing on two screens. Yeah. I, ironically enough, I went with the same kid that we watched Taxi Driver with. and um, <laughs> He's just your bad luck. He was really bad. And we went to the 
you know, bought tickets. We went in and apparently we went into the wrong screen itself. And I watched just as the twist happened at the end when you saw he was dead. And I just looked at him and we, we have to leave. Like we can't sit through this again. It was the worst. He's Um, dead. But yeah, that's funny. He's dead. I'm like, he's dead. What? Uh, but Men in Black, uh, I think for the most part, it still holds up. Um, yeah, I think it's yeah, still fun. I, I don't own it, but and and I know there's Men in Black too, and then Men in Black Universe. for what their latest reiteration was. I know it oh, kind yeah. of failed, failed miserably, but I wish Can't... I could use that memory rail myself after certain <laughs> movies where I'm like, Night at the Roxbury. All right, let's just look here. But I and think I you would just go it. see it again, though, because you're like, hey, everybody, <laughs> let's go see that. And I'm like, Ugh, oh, no. God. no, you do it over and over again, <laughs> over and over again. Uh, what is what do we have next? Uh? Sarah, Sarah, <laughs> uh, the Lost World, Jurassic Park or Jurassic Park, the Lost World, depending on which poster you're looking at. Yeah, right. It, it all depends on which <laughs> copies in front of you. Uh, hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna say it does not you, hold up. It it does not. It had trouble at the time. So I remember, and I I read the book. So out of all Michael Crichton's work, um, and his books are a little bit all over the place, but I remember I, this book just felt like a cash in. And I think from what I read that they wanted it to be based on the books. So that he quickly wrote a book that was not that good. Um, and then they really didn't take that much from the book. To begin with but oh really i never read the, the novel oh the novel is even it's it's dino i mean the lost world and, novel yeah it's yeah. not not that good so uh I so like my expectations though well yeah well i was i was actually still read back then so yeah. um but uh but yeah so but of course you know when in when in rome or when in hawaii you go to lost world locations or la they shot quite a bit uh, in la as well so Yes, the San Diego scenes were Burbank. Yes. But we're going to get to that. Go to set-cheddar.com. Check out his Lost World pictures. Uh, this first one is on Kipukai Beach in Kauai. This is the opening scene, Robert? Yes, so uh, you can't get to that. That beach is uh, only accessible by water. Um, but um, And they've actually used the shot, I think, in Jurassic World, the, the same beach, or in Jurassic Park 3 or something like that. So that's oh. kind of my far away shot. But I did not go down to that beach, but that's where they shot. Well, you couldn't go down there. Those little um, dinosaurs would get you. That's true, yeah. So you did the right <laughs> thing. This is on Nawaliwili, Nawaliwili Harbor. Yeah. Did I saying so, that right? Yeah, so this is actually, if you turn around, you just have... Uh, <laughs> the the city and the air i mean it's not too far from the airport so they probably just literally plopped that into the harbor and and kind of shot right there so easy filming uh very cool um i specifically got the same fog bank in uh, oh my gosh (laughs) for certain shots yeah (laughs) you did your homework Uh, yeah so this was and this was only accessible by an rv uh Tour RV tour stuff like that, yeah. And this this tour is where they take you to the Raiders of the Lost Ark rope swing into the river and and all sorts of. So it, it's definitely worth the the tour. But oh, prepare cool. to get muddy or dusty depending on what the weather's like. Yeah, mud or dusty. Oh, yeah. this is the swimming pool house. Yeah. So up in uh, it's I think it's clear. It's it's near North Hills, I think. Uh, or okay. Kind of 
that um, and not too far from the gas station up there as well. So a lot more trees now, so you can't quite see, but obviously the same. Um, oh, yeah, same lantern there. Yep. You can just take that off and you have an automatic Lost World. Uh, yeah, an automatic prop right there. <laughs> hey, that guy just stole my light. Uh, so I've been down the street so many times. So this is where I usually stay in Burbank. So I go up and down the street at least once a night going to get dinner. Uh, oh, yeah. LA. Where do you get dinner on the, around there? It kind of depends. Obviously, I have my Chipotle and, we're, and we ate, was it Barney's Beanery? Yes. Down there. Um, Barney's. And, uh, but yeah, so this is, know the street very well. Spent a lot of time here. Yeah, the street looks fairly the same too. Mm -hmm. I do like this part of Burbank, probably my favorite. It's walkable. It's, you know, it's, it's cool. Oh, there's Starbucks a witch -witch is there. still there. Yeah. Have you ever eaten that witch witch? I have not. Oh my gosh. It's maybe the best mm. sandwich I've ever had. Oh, and I don't know if it, I don't think it's still witch witch. I think, oh, that I think that might've changed out to something else. Uh -huh. Not that good then. So as the Starbucks didn't did make it, didn't make it. Um, gas station is on Rinaldi Street in Granada Hills. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, same rule applies. Well, uh, did you see any T Rexes when you were shooting this? I did not. I looked. Um, but no. Yeah, but no. But no. But um, no. great entry though. <laughs> I do like your Lost World photos. You're a completist. Almost. I, I went down to, I know where the harbor scenes were shot, but I just haven't gone down there. Or I don't know how accessible I'd be able to kind of get. That's a good know. question. Yeah. yeah, it might be kind of tough. And I'm curious, there's one location I'm just really not sure where they shot or how they did it. Because, uh, you know, they to get the baby dinosaur, a baby T-Rex, uh, they kind of drive into a Lost World prototype or, you know. Yes, I do. And I was like, where is that? Did they? I don't know. I don't know where they shot that. I felt like it was a, it looked like a big set that they built for one shot, which just seems ludicrously expensive to be able to do that. I don't think it's yeah. miniature and I just, I just, I'm not quite sure what they did. So it might be somewhere at Universal. Uh, they do do the Universal parking, you know, uh, kiosk, you know, when people go to park. I'm saying when the yeah. commoners go to park in the non uh, the ballet. Yeah. yeah, the peasants. <laughs> I've never been through there, so I don't know. The peasants. But, yeah. <laughs> I usually drive through there and paintball people just to remind them of the shame that they brought upon their, their home. Uh, I did throw a fit last time I was at Universal because they changed the valet. They, the Usually VIP valet is right next to the gate, you know, so you just have to walk 20 yards to the gate. And they moved it down to uh, Jurassic Valet. And I'm like, I have to walk with everybody. <laughs> uh, that's the, I know exactly what you're talking about, too. Yeah. That's the worst. I was like, come on. Yeah. But anyway. It's garbage. Yeah. Um, Lost World, <laughs> We, I think we both agree it does not hold up. <clears throat> uh, number three is Liar Liar. Again, Jim Carrey doing his thing. This is, I think 97 was like the peak of his fame. I mean, he's obviously done a lot of movies, but yeah. this was where he was like $20 million doing a movie like every six months. And they do begin to blend together like this and Yes Man and... Because they they have similar plot. Bruce Almighty. Yeah, is this the was a who was the female in this? I can't remember. It was um, Matthew Clark, and I have all the Man. facts. It was so uh, Jennifer that Tilly? Was Jennifer no, Tilly in this one? Or I can't. It remember. was uh, yeah, I know what her face is. Um, she was on like um, ER. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Well, I don't know. Jennifer yeah. Tilly. Jennifer Tilly was in this, but I'm okay. thinking of Maura Tierney. Is who I'm thinking oh, of. Okay, gotcha. Is, is um, Maura Tierney in ER? Right. Yeah, she I was. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jennifer Tilly is good in this though. She's the like, the wife of the divorcee. That's like, I no. was underage, and the truth shall set you free. Uh, so now it has obviously not held up for either one of us as we can barely recall but no. i've been by the house many times because this house is in yes. uh, south pasadena right next to well from the original halloween this is the same street where the girls are one of the streets where the girls are walking home and it, it's by the, and the speed, car stops yeah, hey speed kills um and speed it's actually kills. right next to the the strode house from rob zombies halloween so oh yeah it's and it's not far from garfield elementary uh, no, that's down in Alhambra. I didn't know where it was. I just remembered you telling okay. me it was called Garfield yeah. Elementary. You and I wanted to impress you with my knowledge. Yeah, with your, your movie knowledge. So Yeah, it's Garfield Elementary, uh, listeners. But yeah, so that street's used quite a bit. Baby geniuses. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Sold. Uh, liar, liar does not hold up for us. No. Air Force One. This is Harrison Ford in a very plausible plot. <laughs> Really, you can just waltz in there and do what you want. Um, so, if there's an airplane or airplane crash movie, I'm there. Yeah, I'm so there. it already had me uh, at that. So, of course, I was excited to see this, and this was a little bit. Uh, uh, Glenn Close is the vice president. I thought was nice. So, our first yes female vice president. So, I, I do believe I'm like the more that movies kind of give us those things, the more that's easier for some people to make that a reality. <laughs> Or be comfortable with that. I agree. Yeah, it kind of um, sets but, the bar a little bit. Yeah, I don't remember it being a deal at the time, uh, or if anybody's saying, "Hey, you know." No. But I don't remember no, any other movie having a female vice president. Yeah, no, I don't think it was time. a deal. Just like um, some of those disaster movies, I think it might have been Deep Impact. I don't remember had an African American president mm-hmm. at the time, and maybe it got a mention, but it wasn't like. Yeah. Uh, I, I still like Air Force One. It still holds up. I think it's a. It's a pretty good movie. It's entertaining, and I do love Glenn Close in there. You've just been giving an order by the Commander in Chief of the United States. Uh, I do feel like they kind of ran out of money at the end. Uh, the special effects start <laughs> yeah. off really good, and then they get a little. Uh, and we're still in. You know, it's ninety-seven. We're still dealing with faxes, and uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I do give Gary Oldman credit. I did believe him as a Russian. He was good. Yeah, no, he's or Kazakhstan good. or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I still like this. I haven't watched it in a while, um, but I'll, I'll give another looky-loo. I trusted you, and so will the next president. <laughs> um, my best friend's wedding is next. I just wanted to note in the box office mojo list, it said Star Wars 4, A New Hope, had a re-release. And that was technically number five, but it's not a 97 film. So for all intents and purposes, if you don't get Star Wars, you get the next best thing. Julia Roberts. That was, that was Star Wars: uh, A New New Hope. A new, a new New Hope. <laughs> I I remember going. I remember I was seeing those in the theater, and then I just yeah. remember like your head would hit the back of your seat, going, "What? What are these things running across the screen? You know, like weird, yeah, right. additions and unnecessary. Yeah, just taking something good and like, hey, let's put all kinds of stuff in there." Um, yeah, this, this doesn't have enough stuff lying around. I'm like, all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was pretty bad. This one's a little bittersweet for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, the, the, the whole thing left a bad taste in my mouth. I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, more or less, like, 
the, at the end of the film, she she doesn't get the guy. And granted, that just goes against all of, you know, typical uh, American films of like, you know, you don't end that way. Um, right. Guy gets girl. Kind of like, you yeah, like she she won't she won't get the guy. She's just stuck with her her best friend, her her, her gay best friend instead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to live out a single life. It's Julia yeah. Roberts yeah. playing Julia Roberts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, her 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 hair and teeth are probably at their biggest uh, in this. Her or her mouth, yeah. I should say, but she has a big mouth. But yeah, yeah, it's a, Cameron it's Diaz is pretty early uh, mm-hmm. on. She she'd done the mass and stuff, but pre Charlie's Angels and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I don't know how part, I about this one. Yeah, for the most part, I think it still holds up. There's still some stuff that you know is dated, and you kind of look at it like, what are they doing? But um, for what it is. Uh, I'd say it's still worth a watch if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, Titanic is the next one on the list. Um, I watched this not too long ago. I believe it still holds up. It does. I haven't watched it. My uh, When I was traveling, my sister watched on the new theater down here uh, with the big, oh, big, nice. big screen and big sound. And that's the, that is the way to watch it. So, And I haven't done that in a while. But... Um, I remember counting down the days uh, <laughs> until this was released because this had hype build up to it first. Not at the Ooh, time. Yeah. It, was, it was originally supposed to come out in the summer of ni- uh, 97 and they just weren't ready. And so some of the original posters had kind of the summer date. Um, so by the time the kind of the hype built up, and I think it was the trailer that did it. And because I think a lot of people didn't realize at the time, but, you know, the Titanic uh, going up, you know, 90 degrees and stuff like that and started, you know, that was kind of the and so great special effects or as good as you can get uh, at that time. Uh, like, I well, think they're great. We have to see this. So um, I remember my friend at the time, th- this dates this movie. She left a, uh, a message on my answering machine. <laughs> How primitive. I know. And I remember she's like, iceberg straight ahead. See you at the movies or something like that. Uh, kooky, but. Iceberg right ahead. Is anyone there? Pick up bastards. <laughs> Now I probably saw this movie more in the theater than any anything else. I don't maybe seven times. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a lot. That is a lot. Well, and this movie, how, how long was it? Number one for like 25 weeks or something crazy. It was going strong at number one in February. I remember at least. So yeah. I think it was from December until Mayish. Mm-hmm. The movie that that beat it out sadly was Lost in Space. I remember in '98. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this is the movie that topples. Titanic, right. you know, which nobody was like, what? But somehow it just etched it out a little bit. But I do. I remember like one, it was never, it was kind of crazy to have. I mean, it's never, this has never happened since. Number one after, you know, same movie week after week after week. And then sometimes it would increase. Remember like Valentine's Day week? It like doubled, you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and these were something prints that out. we were still watching. So sometimes I mean, the like, prints like, were, yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was going to say, like, Prince? the actual sinking of the Titanic date in April, it was, like, still oh, yeah. playing in theaters. You know, like, things like that was cool. Yeah. And James and I, Cameron filmed this movie just so he could see the Titanic and, like, get his crew down there, you know? And he inadvertently made, like, the number one film of all time, which was only beat by Avatar. And own. now it's, like, others, but... Yeah, but still. But, yeah, so I guess we're saying, yes, this still holds up. Still holds uh, up. Uh, still works. Some of the... Uh, Effects are not as good, so. Well, Robert, you can be blasé about a lot of things, but not Titanic. <laughs> oh, you know, I did have Billy Zane. Uh, I can't remember what I had him sign. I had him sign one of his lines. 
What was um, it? It was something you uh, mentioned before. I know. I have to pull it out. But um, if I do say any lines from the movie, it's usually Billy Zane lines. He's like, not that you'll benefit much, you know. <laughs> I, I gave the pocket to Rose. I gave the jacket to Rose. We 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 still say uh, we we be seating according to class. <laughs> <laughs> that is great if you're getting on a plane or something. I, we, we I know we always use that line. We be seating according to class. Yeah, if we're waiting in line for a restaurant or whatever it happens to be. Uh, <laughs> I only use. I mean, I've used a bunch of lines in that movie, but the blase one's always funny. Yeah. If, um, with my family on vacation. Johnny, my brother, will be like, this is boring. I'm like, you can be blase about a lot of things, Johnny, but not Williamsburg, Virginia. <laughs> uh, you know what the, how the film works? And it, you know it works because, um, and multiple times I saw it, and obviously we know what's coming. Uh, you get wrapped up. You actually get wrapped up in the story, and you're kind mm -hmm. of when the, you for, you do almost forget that it's going to hit an iceberg. And not that it's shocking every time, but you're like, oh, yeah, this is this is why we're here. Exactly. You get lost in it and then you remember, oh, there's a second act where it sinks. Kind of forgot about it. Uh, face off is number seven. I just want to take his face off. <laughs> I just want to get my money back. <laughs> um, it's the perfect melding. I like you. Can you have two? over actors together in the same film is this this is what happens right uh, it's like genius yeah it's perfect <laughs> what's his name uh, uh uh nicholas cage's character Castor I, troy no idea i'm Castor troy whoa okay how can you tell who's who i don't how do you know uh and i feel like it they're i think they're both ready to make some money off a of face off too why not? You know. Yeah, whatever it takes. Get yeah. that, pay for those swimming pools. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't hold up, but I think obviously there's something there that uh, it's probably on us so bad that you just want to watch. Sometime. Yeah, and not not dissimilar to Jim Carrey, but this was like the peak of Nicholas's Nicholas Cage's career, kind of like '97. He was doing Con Air, which is also on this list. He did The Rock. He did. He was after this. I think he did Snake Eyes, and then he started to like go down. But he was doing like all these action movies, and I think this was like the peak of it. Yeah. Uh, Batman and Robin. We spoke about this at the beginning of the show. <laughs> does does not hold up. I would dare to say. Uh, I'm just thinking. Remember the skates? They click their hand, heels together, and skates come out of their boots. And I'm like, oh, well, that's physically that? possible. Um, <laughs> Uh, and uh, Uma Thurman and just everybody going to level 11 uh, on their acting. <laughs> Schwarzenegger. I'm Mr. Yeah. Free. <laughs> it's, what was his, uh, who was the other villain in that movie? Uh, so Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy. Yeah. Was there, was there a third one? I don't. No. no ba was Bane poison... was kind of in it. I don't know if they actually called him Bane, but remember she. Yeah, called... he was, but it wasn't. It was this. Bane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, this is the bat card one, you know, never leave home without, you know, like. Right. I, I, like, it, it was kind of, yeah, why are we here? Uh, there were nipples <laughs> on the suit. Well, and that seemed to be the least of the problems of the movie, but. It certainly was. Yeah. Uh, does not hold up. Haven't seen George of the Jungle. That's number uh, nine. 
I is this Brendan Fraser? It is, and he was at his body height of uh, <laughs> could get away with a loincloth. I don't think. Well, none of us can do it as we as we get older usually, but um, right. I don't know if I watched. The, I don't know. He, I'm, I don't know where Blast in the Past shows up, but I did rewatch that. So whenever we get to that year, I think it's later we can talk about that. But uh, so I guess we'll say no to George of the Jungle because we'll say no. Yeah. Blast in the Past is 99. Gotcha. All right, that's a good play. Con Air is number 10. Now you I like. This does not. Uh, it's it's me, cheesy. But... It's very cheesy, but it's it is fun to watch. Um, I met uh, John Cusack a few years ago. Um, was he really able? nice guy. Oh, really? He was to me. We were in a private setting, and he happened to be sitting next to us with Sarah Silverman, and it was just me and two buddies out at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Yeah. Um, but he was like a nice guy. He was talking about cigars, but he does not like Con Air. And I was like, oh, it's the best movie ever. He's like, oh, he, why'd you bring up that like, one? He was like, no, 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 it's not. Um, <laughs> I like this movie, though. It's, uh, yeah. it's a guilty pleasure of mine. So speaking of when you bring up, still up bad movies to people um, offline, we talked a little about Hart Bachner that we did not realize directed High School High. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing to me. I have no, I had no idea. So I had met him, and he's probably best known for Die Hard. Yeah. Uh, and I started talking about Supergirl, and he gave me this look like, "Why the hell are you talking about Supergirl <laughs> to me?" Like. Seri- are you being serious? Like, I think he was ready to walk away. And I'm like, no, I love Supergirl. Yeah, he should own it. Yeah. It's like, uh, anyway. That's what happened when I met Ed Harris. Out of all of his films, I was like, I really loved you in The Stand. Those five minutes you were in were great. Like, not like, any of the number of yeah. nominations, but that. But hey, he should appreciate that. I think. No, he did. He did. He wasn't. Yeah. He was like, he was really cool. Um, but yeah, that's uh, funny that. Anyway. What's that? The Abyss. I think that's probably his best. Or agreed. Anyway. No, I think the Abyss is. Um, those are the top. Does Con Air hold up for you? No. No. <laughs> I'll just I'll pass on that. I'll leave it all to you. Cyrus Grissom. He's killed more people than cancer. Cy Anara. <laughs> Can't believe that doesn't hold up for you, Robert. I'm that shocked. could also be a line out of Batman and Robin. You just you don't know. It could be anything. Mix it up there. Yeah. I think that's when Jerry, it was Jerry Bruckheimer and uh, yeah, the other guy, Don Simpson. Don Simpson was doing like mounds of cocaine in his career, and you could see it in the movies. They were just getting like Michael Bay, give him whatever he wants, and they just made these monstrosities. It was crazy. Uh, but it worked. For, it worked. It brought, in, it brought in the audiences. Uh, next up, we have honorable mentions. These are the ones that we wanted to chat about that are not necessarily in the top, not 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 necessarily. They weren't in the top ten, but we feel like we're going to discuss. And, uh, and if you look at Robert's background, it's a very special treat for us. Robert, what is that? It is Scream Two. So I went to go see this opening night. I remember it was theater was packed, and there was lines for the next showing, and it was uh, obviously Scream was like at its height. You know, like people were excited to see this, and it was. Uh, almost less, I think it was not quite a year later that the sequel happened. And so I was excited to see it. I remember, <laughs> I, I vividly remember as we left the movie, there was a huge line to, you know, for the next screening. And uh, can I have spoilers here for Scream 2? Is it, are we past? I think we're past the point. Uh, <laughs> more or less, somebody behind us, like, 
it was Billy Loomis's mom. And people were like, uh, like the whole audience. I'm like, don't, you know, it was just That's so bad. What a I dick know. move. It was a dick move. And I'm like, that is awful. So pre-internet, I guess internet was around, but um, actually it was around yeah. because the uh, they reshot part of this because the original script leaked. And so they went back and changed the ending. Oh, really? Uh, and changed, I think, the, the killers and stuff or altered it a little bit uh, as well because it had already leaked. Nowadays, I'm, I'm sure what, 100 people knew about it. Um, but... Uh, they they did did so, uh, some alterations to that. Sorry. No, you're good. Yeah. Yes. The um. I feel like the final product was good. I saw it opening night as well. It was very packed, and I didn't have any experience any spoilers. I'm glad you didn't either until you left. No. Phew. So um. So I, what I, I liked about it. Very angry. Uh, I would have been pissed. And then yeah. and part of it, I think back to people are like, who you'd have to kind of figure out who Billy Loomis is because literally it's a a Scooby Doo, you know, like <laughs> the one slightly older woman uh, right. in the film. You'd have to kind of figure it out. Um but uh I went so, to see Scream Two went into the wrong theater that night and I noticed <laughs> there were all these kids in there and I was with my friend Nancy and I just said uh what like are we in the right you know, theater. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, well, there's like all these like six-year-olds and seven-year-olds. Like, this is not Scream 2. We were in Home Alone 3. Oh. But luckily, yeah. we still like made it when the previews were still Seems going like on. like you have a habit of going to the wrong theater. Yeah, not the <laughs> smartest people, apparently. <laughs> um, but th- what, what I liked about it is it kind of, uh, it flipped some things. And I was kind of, at that point, we had already... What I liked about the opening scene is they kind of made it scary again that we've already kind of be, got used to kind of horror movies and so forth and and scream uh, obviously had been out with us for a year and then they kind of made it oh this could happen and they, I like that they did it right in a the theater because that's where we were seeing it um, saying oh this this is a real killer again and yeah and it's like when I watched the, the blob at a bowling yeah. alley bring it to the college uh, campus is kind of a perfect sequelitis uh thing so true um, so I, yeah i, I kind of like what they did uh i've been to many of the locations uh part part it was shot in yeah atlanta or outside of atlanta georgia at the uh at one of the college out there and then uh some in los angeles and pasadena and so forth we're gonna pull and these UCLA. up too yeah you know i like scream 2 more than the first scream i might as well and really it's yeah, it's not quite a popular opinion, but um, I think it it's kind of more of a turbocharged as it should be with a sequel. Yes, yes. And Robert Web's, Web Robert's website, of course, is set-jetter.com. But please check out this Scream Two. Um, if you're listening, what we're going to be discussing, Robert, this is oh the famous Rialto is shot number one. Oh yeah. Um, so Pasadena, it. I know they're trying to keep getting that renovated, and they better hurry before it completely falls apart. Yeah, it's <laughs> but this ratty. has been used in in many films, and I've seen a movie there, as uh, luckily as well. But they actually shot the interiors, I think, at the Vista Theater, though. Oh. But the lobby and yes, the they did. Uh, were um, shot at the Rialto. The Rialto, also used in a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, the Dream Master. The Dream Masters. Yeah. So. Dream Master. Yep. 
Um, so you can see part of the lobby they used kind of through the windows. I probably need to update my pictures. I think I have some better ones, but um, Jada Pinkett was pretty popular. And was it Mackay Fiverr? I think, yep. Uh, yes, I believe you're right. Uh, which I thought was a good, uh, obviously the first screen was pretty white, uh, so they needed to uh, miss. So, yeah. Uh, I oh, have the Vista. This is my yeah. favorite theater on Earth. So these are Brian's real-to-real -real locations that I blatantly stole from him. And I don't know if he went to. I have a friend that went to the bathroom as well uh, <laughs> to see. Obviously, this is probably, they probably built this on the set, but they it is similar. They felt kind of a similar um, decor. Yes. They're watching Stab that night. Yeah, yeah. Now I can't look at that scene and not think of scary movie for different reasons. But how could you not? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it did its job, but that's yes. Yeah. So poor Mackay. Poor Mackay. Um, so yeah, this is you can't get to the back of the house, but this is the house where in the movie, the Brian in the movie, uh, the movie in the movie uh, where they uh, kind of shot the the scene with Heather Graham. Yeah. So I like these, these these little spins on it. I love that they brought Tori Spell in to play Nev Campbell because Nev Campbell mentions that in the first movie. Uh, and, oh, hell uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, so I just... Th those little things just kind of made it for me. So, And this is Agnes St. College. Agnes St. Uh, this is the one in uh, Decatur, Georgia. Yeah, correct. So, And this has been used in the Four Seasons and a couple other films as well. Oh. But So a lot of the campus scenes were shot there. Great shots. Um, I think it's an all-female college, so I think I stuck out trying to take pictures, and I think I kind of stopped wondering what I was doing. But for the most Harvard. I know. <laughs> uh, did, they... did you get these shots on the same trip as you shot Friday the 13th Part 6? I think so, yeah, from what I remember. So I just remember, I just go around from morning to dawn, or not <laughs> Dawn, dawn to dusk. Morning till dawn. Morning to dawn. I go around for one hour. For one uh, hour. From 5 a.m. <laughs> to 6 a.m. I think I've done that before where like I do three hours in the morning. I'm like, I'm done. I, I got everything on my list. So. Oh, like you're, um, yeah, you're, you're yeah. done. So, so this is definitely worth a visit if you're in oh, yeah. the area. They've renovated the, the actual campus a little bit. So all those steps and stuff are gone and it's probably more uh, ADA friendly uh, to get around campus now. Yeah. But, um, if you go down, you'll see like the cafeteria and the library and uh, all sorts of different. Uh, so th they shot quite a bit there. They did shoot extensive uh, set schedule for this one. Yes. Because it looks like you covered a lot of ground because they did a lot. I did. And luckily, it's one of those big quad campuses. So everything is kind of pretty much together. So Which uh, is cool. Fraternity House is in Pasadena, of course. Um, so it kind of makes me think these are some of the added on scenes. So if you see Sarah Michelle Geller, I think she's usually the indicator that these are new scenes that they added on later. Uh, also, oh, good call. The area is the sorority house, which the gate was open that day. So I just pulled in. <laughs> was this the. Um... Oh, Altadena. This yeah, is where this so is. kind of in the same Pasadena, Altadena. I mean, they're you know how that Alhambra. goes. Alhambra. They're all kind of melded together there so so they did a pretty good job of of using the, the different campuses and thinking it's all the same and then as we get further down the movie so there's the cafeteria and then the actual this is back now it's in ucla at the coffee shop 
and then we go back and forth to Georgia and California, Georgia and California. Back and forth. Yeah. Good shots. You did a great job. Thank you. Still holds up for both of us. It oh, does. It's, it's a safe assessment. It does. What do we got next, sir? I know what you did last summer. Oh, I know. What I you don't know why I'm whispering it. <laughs> no, you're whispering because you don't want that fisherman to hear you. <laughs> uh, which might be one of the film's only kind of downfalls is like that. <laughs> that's the really. Kind of I mean, uh, yeah. No, no, I'm agreeing. It's like that's yeah. it. Uh, fisherman. Uh, I loved seeing this in the theater. I mean, I was remember when you're talking about here's the horror movies that are starting to come out post Scream, and I think this might have been already. Uh, in production or uh, when Scream came out, but I think it uh, was. Uh, is it not Kevin? Um, Ryan Felipe? Yeah, well, Ryan Felipe, I was trying to remember who, who wrote Scream. It's just oh. gone from my uh, memory, but I think he was involved somewhat to kind of get a lot of these movies kind of going. Um, but yeah, so you got, you know, your four, your four teenagers uh, in trouble. This still works for me. It still has some of the uh, great chase scenes, and I'm thinking Sarah Michelle Gellar's um, elongated uh, uh, chase scene uh, out of the cop car into the store or whatever until she kind of finally meets her fate. And it reminds me of the girl in, in Prom Night. Uh, is it Wendy? Whoever the bad girl is. You know, she she has a long chase scene or whatever where she almost gets away and like, is this the final oh, girl? Oh, yeah. And then she gets it, and it just kind of brings it to like, oof! It it makes it even worse, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, that's a good that's a good assessment. It's a good point. But yeah, so it still works for me. I like the um, titles of the sequels from "I Know What You Did Last Summer" more <laughs> than the film. Like, I still know what you did. I uh-huh. remember vividly what you did. You did, and I think I, I know what you did. What you like, did. yeah. <laughs> I know. What uh, yeah, and I feel like the sequels end up kind of ruining this retroactively a little bit, or just kind of. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it works, and same thing. I can't think about some of these scenes without thinking about scary movie, or confusing them in my mind. No, same here. This one more than any, I think. You just, you know, it's just it's funny, but I I still enjoy this movie. I still think it holds up. I agree. For the most part. And um, I went to see it not too long ago. A couple years ago, they had a screening of it in the theater and it was it was kind of fun to see it on the big screen again how did it how did it work for you like how did it feel it felt good i mean the thing is when you see something on at the theater you you're not interrupted you don't st- uh, i'm gonna go get a you know <laughs> you don't pause it anymore you know you just do you know or if you do you come back to it or you have other stuff you're looking you know when you're in a theater you're just you're in the moment and so i think that's what yes. i miss um i do too um It'll get back. Sling Blade. Billy Bob Thornton's. This is like his Rain Man, I guess you could say. It is. So this is probably one of my favorite films. Um, I remember going to theater, not quite knowing what it was. I just heard it was good. Um, And uh, just kind of being blown away um, by just everything, you know, emotionally and uh, just everything about it. Yeah, and I think this won a bunch of awards too, or an award. I don't remember, but it's this is a great film, Sling Blade. John Ritter. I mean, he, he, I, he, people forget that he's even in it, even though yeah. he's the major characters. But, um, but yeah, one of my favorites. Great flick. Um, next we have Boogie Nights. 
Yes. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. This is a great flick, and you um, you've covered this film. Yeah, I haven't here moved it over. I haven't moved it over to my uh, set jitter website yet. But uh, uh, remember, this movie had some hype kind of going through it too, and I feel that came out maybe in, the, in December of '97 as well. It kind of felt like winterish to me. Um, so, um, but yeah, I just remember what I remember vividly is the the scene where uh, I think they're at the drug dealer's house, and the camera's just on Mark for a long time <laughs> oh is it i don't <laughs> and doesn't, remember and doesn't whatever and it was the music was going or whatever it might have been i can't remember what but anyway but yeah i just remember i was like i was like oh my gosh i kind of felt like i was in drugs so so we're in Reseda <laughs> for the opening shot good old Reseda. um and I, sh- I should go back and get some proper proper shots but uh, a lot of this kind of shot in that area miss donuts and uh, of course, have to go get a donut there if you're in town. I hope it's still there. I haven't been by there that area in a long time. Miss, what are the cross streets? Uh, I think that's right off of Reseda Boulevard, if I remember, but I can't remember. Oh. Often, hmm. this is why I need to do a proper page because then I would have all the addresses uh, for you. But obviously, at the time, uh, everything kind of looked the same. Yeah, sure. No, these are you, these are great shots, though. So, yeah, there I'm. The pretend gun. I don't. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I understood the reference. I think. I think it's good. Um. So, but the highlight of this, and I think we'll get down to. You can keep scrolling down. Uh, where it shows up. But, um. So there's Mark Wahlberg's house. It kind of looks like um, John Connor's house in Terminator Two. I think it might be the same area. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Doesn't. Yeah. Um. Good down, call. Is at Winnetka, I think. So. Um, good eye. Then. Uh, Mark Wahlberg's uh, house used in the movie. Yeah. So here's my kind of crappy screenshots. The lovely um, uh, Elroy, is it the Elroy Amato? It's <laughs> as close yes. as you want to get. <laughs> oh, uh, abs- yeah, don't, don't venture closer. That is uh, funny. The drug dealer's house was difficult for me to find. And I'm, actually, I'll, I'll claim I was the first to find it because they had a false house number on it. Um, oh had, really? Yeah, the different house number. Yeah. Uh, but this goes back to the Blu-ray days where I was able to pause and see a sign down the street to kind of find the cross streets, and that's how I was able to, to track that one down. So, oh, that's so cool. Burt Reynolds' house is what I really wanted to get to, and so the first couple of shots were kind of uh, my over-the-fence shots, and then I was like, "There's a big trees in the driveway," and so you can you've seen uh, an older man uh, watering his uh, <laughs> his bushes, and so I pulled up into this driveway. And I just asked, I'm like, hey, can I get some pictures of the pool? And he says, he said, come on in. So <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so he uh, he knew me, the deal. Yeah, I think so. I remember. So his, his wife was in the kitchen. You can see him in the kitchen there. And he's like, he's like, who's here? And he's like, some guy that wants to take pictures. And oh, so, of cool. course, I'm in the living room. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, so much took place here. You know, the different party scenes. Yeah, and he. Was, I remember him yelling. Now he says, "Hey, to to get in the pool, you need to lift out the bar, and you know, like super nice people, you know, and they That's don't amazing. know me, Adam, and um, right. they just, you know. So I was just as quickly as I can. I was just trying to take pictures. Of course, I didn't have screenshots, nor did I ever think that I was going to be in the Boogie Nights uh, house. Um, but no and way. You, can, you can see why they chose it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's perfect. It's a yeah. pure seventies like porn pool, star house, you know. Um, how oh, many yeah. scenes took place there? 
uh, with everybody. Wow. They added a lot more bushes, so they didn't have to worry kind of about the background. But um, that is but, so yeah. cool. Super lucky to be able to uh, kind of get in there and get all these great pictures. Was this in um, Canoga Park? This is in uh, Covina or West Covina. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was. It was. It's out there. Oh um, wow, that is so cool! You got yeah. to do that. Yeah, it was just probably one of my favorite locations that just by fate happened to work out. Oh yeah, I mean to get in there is yeah. is amazing. It's unheard of. Uh, what do we got next? Uh, Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this holds up for me. Of the businesswoman's lunch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun movie. Uh, yeah, the line I still use out of context is because I think the line in the movie is like, I've, I've only had like gummy bears and whatever for lunch. And it's like, oh, I wish I had your willpower. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had your willpower. Um, it is fun. But yeah, it's still fun. Um, now, Jerry Maguire. There's some inaccuracies, though. There, as, on, as in a, Romy Michelle's. Yeah. So remember, yeah. they're both dressed up as Madonna uh, yeah. and for oh. whatever scene if, yeah. at, at their dance or whatever. And I was like, wait a second. That one Madonna look didn't happen until a year later. <laughs> oh, there was and some I, anachronism. Yeah, and I was like, uh, that's not right. So anyway. Poor, poor design in the costume yeah, it's like, department. Sh- anyway. That would never happen on a Robert Patterson production. I can <laughs> promise you that right now. Of course not. Yeah. Uh, next is Jerry Maguire. I, I put this on here. I don't know if you like this movie or not, but I watched it um, not too long ago. And... For the most part, it still holds up, but yeah. there are some things with like, women they probably wouldn't do today. It's very misogynistic. It, yeah. It it I think I didn't I didn't like it at the time, so no. it still would not hold up. And it's, Renee uh, Zellweger. Yeah. yeah, the little kids still pretty cute in there, but um, he, he does conventions. I know. <laughs> does he? Is that his yeah. thing? Yeah. I guess it would be. Yeah. Why not? Stephen Kuznicki, is that his name? I think so, yeah. I can't remember, but yeah. Does he still look like the same kid with the hair, but he's older now? You can now? kind of tell. I mean, you know, really? when you, yeah, it would be somebody off the street, but when you see side by side, you're like, oh, yeah, that's him. You, you, know. you can put it together. Yeah. Um, G.I. Jane. This is Demi Moore's. That's <laughs> where she shaved the head, right? She did. And I think she was, she was still getting paid big, big bucks for this. And I rewatched this. It was a hotel rewatch, which is like I like to call for. Uh, when I travel quite a bit, you whatever's on, this is what you get. And uh, I was right. like, oh, I've not watched this in a while. I liked it. I remember I liked it at the time. Um, so it was nice to kind of rewatch it. And uh, for the most part, it still did hold up. I don't own it. Good. But I would I would watch it every seven years. Okay. I like those kind of movies. Every seven years you revisit, you're good. You're set. Um, I have to rewatch it too. I think I've only seen it the one time. James Bond, Tomorrow Never Dies. This is the second installment with Piers Brosnan about the media mogul writing tomorrow's headlines. Yes. Lots of <laughs> Germans and submarines and Chinese intelligence coming at them. And for me, it still holds up for, for what it is. Um, I like it better than the third installment for sure. Um, yeah, so this is actually one of my more more favorite, is that a word, uh, James Bond's. I, I like so. the Michelle Yeoh partner, and I was like, yeah. I thought they should just bring her for everything because I felt Bond was actually working better rather than this kind of solo. And 
just to, to have a continual partner and stuff like that. I thought I was like, oh, this is kind of what this franchise needs. And Good she point. she held her own. I mean, she, she did amazing stunts. Um, I think she kind of did a lot of her own stunts. Yeah. From what I remember, unlike uh, <laughs> the actual James Bond. But um, no, so right. I, I remember liking it at the time. I haven't watched it in a while, but I still I have a it. I have positive memories about it. This is embarrassing, but they can't get into the car. Can I have the code? <laughs> sure, it's uh, I, zap, zap, I do it. It's seven, four, three, two, two. Uh, we got Judy Dench still. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Terry Hatcher and Oil. Is she the one that's kind of a, a flip on the gold finger where um, I, for some reason I thought she's either covered in oil or something like that. Do you remember that? Is it this one? In the opening credits? No. Um, I could be remembering. I'd, I'd, have, to, wrong I'd one. Have, to, have to watch it again. I don't know. Yeah, so That's obviously good. we don't know this movie as well as we think. <laughs> it is fun, though. Uh, in and Out, this is Kevin uh, Klein um, and Matt Dillon. He plays a coming out teacher who's outed, you know, by his student um, from high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't seen this movie in a while, but I, I really enjoyed it when it came out. I saw it a few times, I think, theatrically or video thereafter. But yeah, for me, uh, I still have good memories of this. Uh, one of my friends, this is his favorite movie or one of his top five. Oh, really? And he gets me to try to watch it. And I don't know, as a, I don't know, as a, as a gay man at the time, it just struck me as, I just, I don't know. I didn't like too it. Too on the nose? Uh, yeah, it was just too, uh, mainstream. I don't know the the songs that he was dancing to. I was a macho man and just, but I was just like, what? I was like, what is this? I was like, it's just, yes. it wasn't made for me. And I just felt, I felt some homophobia in the movie just by oh, really? the laughs and stuff like that. It just made me feel uncomfortable in the theater. I remember like yeah. to the point of like, I never want to watch this movie again, but yeah, I would put money that a lot of it doesn't hold up. Um, I haven't seen it in a while, but I do remember when I saw it originally the the dancing scene was, was uncomfortable. Um, but people were like, laughing and like, ah, yeah. I do like Kevin Klein though, so I'm very biased. I'm a big fan. I feel but, like he hasn't uh, done much lately, has he? No, yeah. no. I was just talking to somebody about that. I was like, Kevin Klein, like, kind of dropped off the face of the earth. Um, I, I, I did see him in a, a play with uh, oh, really? Jennifer, Jennifer Garner. Yeah, so I actually did see him in real life. But yeah. Oh, with Jennifer Garner? Yeah. So I oh, actually I would like to see that. just to see her because uh, I was a huge Alias fan and. Yeah. Um, so I made sure I, I did. A, I think I did VIP. I met her after the show, but I also met her before the show as well. So. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, I showed her my alias. I have an alias tattoo and stuff like that. And she took. Do you picture. really? Yes. What is it? Is it? Are you able to show it? <laughs> I don't know if I can get it on the camera. It's the Rambaldi sign. Oh, cool! I didn't know you had that. I thought you only had I Madonna do. tattoos. I do have Madonna tattoos somewhere on my leg. Oh hell yeah! Did yeah. that hurt? No. But I was like, I'm one of those weirdo, weirdo fans that has an alias tattoo. <laughs> no way. That, that was a great show. Yeah, I loved it. She's great, too. Yeah, she was super nice. Like, literally, she showed up. I swear to God, it was like 10 minutes before curtain. <laughs> like, I was like, and she said something. She goes, you'd, you'd think I'd show up uh, earlier than this for, you know. And I remember, like, literally, like, yeah. we almost, there's a couple other fans. We almost went inside because I'm like, is she not coming? Did we miss her? Is there another door? 
Oh, really? And the big pulled up and we grabbed some pictures and she said, yeah, you think I'd show up earlier or whatever. And I just remember like literally <laughs> ran inside. I felt like I sat down and then it did have one of the best <laughs> uh, openings or I don't know what you call it. Um, so instead of the lights slowly going down, you know, <laughs> that they would do, you know, in theater, you know, like, of your, course, uh, whatever, uh, they'd had this like literally like lights went down and there was this huge, huge thunder boom and the, the lights went to black and there was a flash and the curtain just dropped <laughs> and it, it was just like, oof, it was like, we're starting. Oh, know? really? It was just crazy. I was like, all right, we're, this is serious. <laughs> Damn. What what theater was it at? Uh, I don't know. I have to go back and look. It was I in LA. And it was in New York. Yeah. New York. That would yeah. make sense. But anyway. it's cool. I digress. But. <laughs> no, no, no. I, lo I love those kind of stories. Um, Ten is Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. This is the first one with Mike Myers. Um, I watched this not too long ago. I'm a fan. The mo for the most part, it holds up, but a lot of the to me, a lot of the Dr. Evil scenes do not. It's a lot of, like, 90s kind of punny humor that doesn't... I, I call it T-shirt humor. Stuff you yeah. see, like, white trash people wearing, and you're like, uh, that that's a funny line. Like, quit humping the laser, and you're like... Uh, at, at the time, it was funny. But it is, know? yeah. But, it, yeah, some of it still holds up pretty well. Is this the one that has the, my favorite deleted scene with the henchman? Lois Charles. I know we've talked yes. about it before. <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> a like, great scene that you sent yes, me. Yes, this is so-and-so's wife. <laughs> no. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> oh, my favorite. <laughs> it is great. It is a funny movie. Uh, I, I haven't watched this. It's, this is the Madonna song one, too, wasn't it? I think that... No, that oh, no. was is that the, sequel? the second one. Okay. Yeah. I, You're thinking of Beautiful Stranger? Yeah. I can't remember what's Got a love down in Omaha. We're going down to Nebraska. Going the, to Lincoln. Are those the lyrics? I no. Can't no, no, no. I don't think so. I feel like if Madonna moved to Omaha, you and her would end up married. I don't think that would happen, but... I hey, don't think you should tell yourself. five short. miles from you, so... I don't know where she lives. I know it's Hidden Hills, right? It's in Hidden Hills, yeah. I have the address. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Not, not that you can get in there, but yeah. I have the live feed right now <laughs> on my computer. So, uh, you know, yeah. she has to go down your street at some point. She has to take Ventura like everybody else. <laughs> she does like everybody else. Just like the commoners. Uh, absolutely. See her all the time. <laughs> um, does Austin Powers still hold up for you? Uh, no. Yeah. Um, I was like, it's... It's, it's a once time funny for me, you know, like, uh, you know, yeah, we'll move on. And right. then I think the sequel made you like, oh, I really don't like Austin Powers that much. But yeah, it's an exact, it's a perfect example of really beating something into the ground, like overkill. Yeah. Um, Breakdown is next. I have not seen this in a while, but I used to really, really like this movie. Um, For me, it still holds up. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while either. Um, the These are the type of thrillers i don't know if you call it horror but the ones that i say get to me because i'm like you can immediately put yourselves in those situations and you're like i don't want to be in those people's shoes yeah no it's it's the realistic and the hint of realism i should say that really gets you and you're like oh shit mm. um it reminds me of that i think it's tales from the crypt 
the guy like loses his wife and he gets buried alive. I forget. I'm I'm mix I'm probably mixing like two episodes with that, but but it is a it is like a fun thriller, you know? Yeah. Makes you uncomfortable at times. JT yeah. Walsh is great. Uh, next is arguably the best film of ninety seven, <laughs> Alien Resurrection. Well, I've been ki- I've been killed. So what's the line of that? Like I've been killed. I'm already dead, so you can't kill me again or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, well, I'm already dead, so I can't be killed. I mean, they're playing basketball in like 500 centuries from now in space. Yeah. And I mean, she made that she made that shot. They <laughs> they she did make that. shot. She did make that shot. And it was edited badly because of Ron Perlman broke character. <sighs> and it was just pisses me off that did. <laughs> you, you know what pisses me off about that is that i've seen a clip where uh they were behind the scenes of shoot, uh, shooting sons of anarchy and somebody made a i think a camera or makeup person actually walked into the shot and he just like threw up his hands like he was like you just ruined the shot and i'm like buddy i've never forgiven you for ruining <laughs> the alien resurrection uh shot which should have gone on you know uh, yeah, he did ruin than, that shot. Yeah, because you can see right when he turns, he's smiling like she did it. Or there's there's B-roll footage of like him just kind of like so bad. Ruin it. I'm like, anyway, I'm sorry. I've never. I won't forgive you for that. <laughs> yeah, You're, there's no. Scorpion <laughs> worked hard for that. To, so for that bad. But um, no, it doesn't hold up. I kind of liked it at the time uh, because it, it it went out there. You know, they were doing things that were not uh, not part of our expectations uh, but then after alien 3 who know Good what point. expectations that we had but and some disgusting stuff you know like the the baby alien i don't know what we call it but yeah part human Ugh. yeah the half the hybrid xenomorph thing yeah. i had going on um yeah it's a bad movie but at the time i was just with i was exactly like you i was very excited it was a new alien you know i've only seen alien 3 theatrically at that point and this was like i was still really well, still I'm today, but, you know, a big fan of the franchise. Like, oh, this will be cool. Um, but, yeah, I did try to watch it not too long ago. I couldn't. Do you ever want yeah. rewatch it? Uh, no, I'm sure I have it on Blu-ray with the, the set, but no. No. Uh, next is Devil's Own. This is Harrison Ford and Brad Pitt. Um, and this is a really good movie for me. I think it's very accurate. It holds up. And I've never seen it. So, oh, it it does go under the radar a lot. I actually forgot this movie existed until I like read the list on Box Office Mojo, and I was like, oh yeah, I watched this maybe a year ago. It's a uh, Brad Pitt's an Irish exchange person, kind of not a student, but he's like there on a visa, but he's like an IRA guy, and okay. Harrison Ford's a cop, but it's I think Brad Pitt's accent is really good. Of course, Harrison Ford's a cop. What? Well, of, of course, <laughs> he's the white Reginald Vell Johnson. Uh, interesting. So, all right, I'll keep a lookout yeah. for that. Uh, Vegas Vacation. It's the fourth installment. This is a cash grab, and this <laughs> is a bad movie. It is a bad. I think the only thing I remember from this is uh, well, e- Ethan Embry plays Rusty on this version. I remember. I can't remember who right. plays uh, Audrey. Uh, all I remember is it's it's not even funny. Just the bad. When you're talking about the damn tour. Um, <laughs> and if you if you need to take the damn tour you need to i mean they keep and it's it, it just so dri- it's barely a joke to begin with and it's driven into the ground but yeah um and uh <laughs> I, you know i do there's one funny thing i remember uh beverly d'angelo singing with uh 
what's his name? Wayne Newton. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> he gives the camera to her and she does that. I can't even pretend to do the the bird song that uh, she that finishes the song for him. But, it's so bad. Um, but I do like the artwork for it where he's on like the roulette table. It's like, yeah. oh, are you are you laying down on the table that big? Or are you like sprung up like medieval times? Do you know what I think of when I see that? No. The stand. <laughs> Because they're in <laughs> Vegas, and he's almost in that crucified oh position. I said, this is the stand. <laughs> I'll the never stand look, see that again Vegas and not vacation. bring that up. It is. <laughs> Shot in the head looks pretty good to me, Chief. It's not uh, a chief. He was a detective of Santa Monica. Uh, so Vegas vacation. No. No to that. They keep, next they, we ha- would they make another that? one after that? I can't remember. They redid vacation. They rebooted yeah. it. Okay. Well, I didn't say it, but it, okay. I don't. I, I don't think there's another one Chevy Chase. Okay. There was a not a non Chevy Chase, but there was Christmas Vacation too, which nobody really knows about, which is oh, horribly really? awful. Yeah. And it's How actually. How would they do that? Uh, it's uh, it's cousin Eddie's going to an island or something like that. <laughs> it is unwatchable. I I believe it. So the premise is cousin Eddie goes to an island for Christmas yes, or something like that somewhere. Tro- tropical but i didn't want to give it any more breath because it's no not good vegas vacation i'll say was like chevy chase's last hoorah kind of because then he did start doing television he didn't do a lot of movies after this am i right no he just wasn't people were not going no he wasn't drawing him in you know no and people didn't want to work with him at this point he had a bad reputation to work with um Addicted to Love. Uh, I haven't watched this in a while, but I have very fond memories of this one. Uh, mm-hmm. So, which is funny because these are not the, this is not the cast that you think I would be thinking. I'm like, oh, I kind of like this film. So Matthew Broderick uh, playing Matthew Broderick. Um, Meg Ryan was kind of a wackadoodle eccentric uh, person, uh, which I, I thought that's perfect. I mean, I, I'm not a Meg Ryan fan, but I loved her in this role. Um, so uh, I've not watched it in a while, but it is, I do have fond memories of this. And it had the late, great Kelly Preston in it. Yes. Um, uh, I know John Travolta just posted, uh, I think Kelly Preston's final film is going to be released. I don't think, she wasn't the lead, but I know she had one of the roles. Uh, Aww. So, um, but yeah, reminded me, it made me sad that, you know, that we have it lost. Was sad. No, we love Kelly Preston. Uh, I like Addicted to Love too. Haven't seen it in in a hot in an Omaha minute. As I'm going to start saying it, it's stupid. That'll never. Catch me. <laughs> it is hot here. I, we're, I think we have triple digits as the highs for the rest of the week. So. Oh no! I hope you're in the basement. I am. In, oh, I won't leave the basement. So. <laughs> I miss basements. We don't have them here. Oh yeah. Um. So well, you guys had your heat wave as well. Yeah, still but, going on. I'm going to yeah. Pennsylvania though. In September for my birthday, I'm going to uh, um, I'm going to get some shots for you of, of signs. Nice. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, you know, do some trespassing. What? Just kidding. Take that off the air. Just kidding. <laughs> Joking. Um, the Relic. I forgot all about this movie. Uh, it was a... I saw this uh, theatrically. Yeah, I saw it theatrically. I read the book, uh, even. Uh, I can't remember if I read the book before or after the movie. Um, cause it, it is based on a book. I read the book um, too. Yeah. Time. So I just remember it. They shot it in, uh, the Chicago, uh, museum where they shot Damien Omen too. Um, yeah. 
And so uh, at the time, I don't think it's held up. The effects have not held up last time I watched it. Um, but um, I, I like the premise and I kind of liked I like the setting of the museum, you know, kind of everything I had going for it, but it, it doesn't have a high rewatch value, but uh, no? it, might, it might be one of those once every seven years. Watch it on cable. Uh, I, that's good to know. I, I think I am due to watch this. It's been a long time, but um, it's like with the insects and stuff, right? Like the bugs. Um, so this is where sewers. There, uh, there's a huge creature loose in the yeah. museum. Um, but you find out how it came to be because of something that was in its crate. I don't want yes. to like I, I don't want to spoil it for people. Like, no, that's I, it. it. Yeah, that big of a like thing. But anyway. no, the relic. Check it, Check out. it out. Uh, contact. There's crystals. Charlie Sheen. It has Jodie Foster. Charlie Sheen. Isn't he in this? Are you thinking about Jake Busey? Is, is Charlie Sheen in contact? So Jodie yeah. Foster. Yeah, he's in it. Is he? I haven't seen it since it was released. Okay, I don't probably not. So it's Jodie Foster. It's Matthew. Oh, no, Jodie Foster's in it. Yeah, Jodie Foster obviously is the lead. Robert Zemeckis is director. So we have a soup special effects extravaganza. <laughs> what are you? Matthew McConaughey's in it. Yes. And Ooh. James Wood. Oh, John Hurt was in this. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wanna take a ride? <laughs> Want to take a Is that the line? I think, I think I, I've uh, only seen this like once or twice. Oh, uh, so I saw in this theater. I mean, I liked it in the theater because um, one has one of the good opening shots. If you remember, it starts on Earth and you're hearing the sounds of broadcast. And as we go farther, we go back in time until yeah. eventually we have silence um, and we're so far into the universe. And then it becomes young Jodie Foster's eye and childhood and, and, so forth or whatever so um if i if i could have an edit where matthew mcconaughey is edited out i think this would be an even better movie a better movie i'd just yeah so it it has um it has one of my uh the, the first time they're trying to send is it tom scared into uh the wormhole or whatever the uh the explosion and stuff like that happens which is kind of i thought was one of the great effects scenes Yes, and that's I where agree. Jake Busey does the <laughs> smiling while you got the camera. Like I, and Jody's like, "Go back, go back." He go should back. not be there. Yeah. <laughs> if you could edit out McConaughey, it would be a perfect film. Yes. So um, I saw pieces of it not too long ago, um, and then it does kind of get over. I mean, it ends on a more of a schmaltzy, you know, seeing her dad on a uh, Windows ninety five beach, but. Uh, <laughs> You know that is right. It's so bad. It's, uh, Windows ninety five screensaver. Yeah, uh, background. But uh, so yeah, bad. For the most part, uh, it's a, a a watch on watch on HBO in your hotel movie. Yeah, I agree. I'm thinking of the arrival with Charlie uh, Sheen. That's yeah. where my head was. Gotcha. Completely different film. Uh, I was gonna say I uh, I have no comment on that's how you came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's it's there's no link. Uh, subliminally or whatnot. Um, next, we have the game. This is coming soon to set Jetter. Yeah, I obviously been several years since went to this location shot in the San Francisco and San Jose area. Um, so Michael Douglas as Michael Douglas and Sean Penn as Sean Penn. Yes, uh, but uh, brothers and 
uh, it's same type of thriller. Yeah, I'm stuck into this. I can't get out of <laughs> whatever universe. Uh, what am I gonna do? Uh, and so, um, so it. And I I do like this film. Um, I think it is still held up uh, pretty well. But, um, but yeah. So in in the movie, and so he's supposed to live in somewhere in middle of San Francisco, and he drives up to this gate, and then they switch to this um, mansion, which is closer to San Jose, California, that I went and and took tours of that we used in heaven can wait and a couple other films i think dynasty or was supposed to be the exterior oh yeah yeah we spoke about that i think but yeah so i need to get on top of it and finish that page i'm very excited to see i like this movie a lot i'm really curious to see your work on this starship troopers (laughs) feels like only yesterday we were watching this film uh um so and so this is paul verhoeven right so Mm -hmm. it it has some kind of (laughs) the already the Paul Verhoeven tropes of what you're seeing. You know uh, what you're getting into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then these expert pilots in terms of Denise Richards. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Christmas Jones. A, a ship. Jake Busey oh, is also in this. Oh, yeah. And uh, Neil Patrick Harris. And uh, so, yeah, it's kind of what it felt like one of the cast is way too young. But this is what. Yeah. Uh, you're going to see um but um yeah so it it has not held up but i haven't revisited it in a while and i think this also might be kind of uh ruined by sequelitis where like like oh they kind of drug it uh through the ground because he had some kind of funny thing almost kind of uh not quite robocop commentary but you know there was a lot of commentary on how things were going in the future yeah i agree uh for me it doesn't particularly hold up i do agree with your assessment the cast they're a little too young for pilots but um it does have michael ironside in there which is like we can get he was in top gun it's the only way we can get from that movie in this movie put him in there that was kind of what they were going with he he had some uh levity to the film (laughs) he did add some levity and next we have oh what a treat what a tasty dessert (laughs) on this hot summer day we're gonna film with madonna and what is this film Uh, well, so here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. You, you may notice I'm, I sometimes about different Madonna films, I get awful quiet and I just have like, yep or nope. nope I have noticed that. Yeah. But I don't so, know why. Um, I do have a Vita here. Oh my gosh. Um, and if you look closely, this it's is, an unopened Blu-ray. It's unopened still. So. Uh, that might be an indicator that one because it's in my uh, catalog that I must love it. Uh, but this also means I've never seen this. You've never seen that version. I've never seen Evita. What? I know. I'm not saying that you should have ever. Nobody should really ever seen that movie. But I'm surprised you haven't. Is my <laughs> reaction. So. Um, why? I, I've seen Dick Tracy once, and I didn't see it until about five years ago. Yeah, I know. Um, so, I can't believe that. Uh, well, I I, I know I mean, Madonna's I act. I know Madonna's acting ability, you know, and yeah, so it's fantastic just that I not uh, I'm not say hey I need to go Madonna's in this, so I definitely have to go see it. So, um, but what I do remember is in the theaters. This tra- the trailer for Vita was cranked so loud, <laughs> um, really, that it, I, it was like unbelievably loud. Like, and then so it was just like at 
we, I had no interest in seeing it, but it was cranked so loud. I remember my sister and I were like, this movie might be good. It's so loud. Yeah. <laughs> it made you want to see it because I don't, you know, it was, uh, I don't know. There's something yeah. about it. Obviously, it didn't work on me, but no. so well, so here's the thing. I, I, I bought this with intent to see it, just not yet. I'd be curious what you thought about it. Um, you know, Madonna to me, and tell me if you think I'm wrong or if you agree, she's in the same vein of the acting chops with Sinatra and Elvis. Like they're known for their music, but they did, they've all done a lot of movies, but they're just, the movies are kind of hit or miss. They've all done some yeah. good films. Um, Madonna, I feel like is the same way. She's done some, like a league of her own. I love her as all the way may. I, I don't know if I would say Evita holds up. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll have to get back to you on that. So, um, so I've seen yeah. a league of their own. I, I saw body of evidence for the first time a few years ago because I was going to Portland and they shot it there and and my friends like you better two locations for it. I'm like I guess I better watch this film. Uh, <laughs> I better know what it is. Um and it was yeah, it was just kind of stilted acting, you know, and yeah. It it's just it's it's hard. I mean, I Madonna versus Julianne Moore. I'm like, "Oh, who's going to who's going to be the better actress in this scene?" I wonder, you know, <laughs> what do you, what are you supposed to do? That's that's not her thing. But die another day. <laughs> Oh, the sword fighting. I just, anyway. It is, yeah. But um, you'd be curious what you thought about that. I, I'm not an expert on the movie. I've, I've only yeah. seen it once, I think, if ever. Um, it's, it's kind of an older one that I'm I've, sure. I've, I mean, I've seen it a long time ago, but. Yeah. And next is Disaster Film Volcano. It al- This almost made my can't look away because yeah. it's another, if uh, it's uh, in the theaters, you you just better watch it so right yeah i remember this movie um i watched this not too long ago but that opening yeah. scene when they're like we have eruption under here in wilshire boulevard we're getting seismic reading i'm like it's not a it's not a it's not an earthquake you know you don't know what, what's really going on but um gets turned up pretty quickly tommy uh, lee jones yes so and and i put uh its counterpart because i think we, we i forgot to add that to our list so but we'll start Dante's with volcano because uh, it was a, a vo- volcano versus dante's peak year and for some reason every year we kind of had these two same similar movies coming out uh so volcano is obviously the la version of <laughs> i don't know how to say it uh dante's peak it, it is yeah so and and we added but it's Anna not Ish, you know was before i think this is right it came out right after she came out or something like that so people were kind of up in arms i'm like we shouldn't be watching movies you know with her you know like yeah, god forbid uh, stuff or we're like we the can't art take her- is burning my eyes yeah we can't take her seriously now that we know that she's a lesbian and like all yeah. right uh, right <laughs> but uh, yeah so I should I should love volcano more than I do because it's always kind of la centric and I'll have it take it's supposed to take place on um is it Wilshire you know at by next to uh the the tar pits and and so forth but they actually built yeah. most of that street down in downy um oh yeah Creek there That's so interesting. not too much was actually shot uh, on Wilshire, of course but um but no, no. what are your thoughts on volcano i mean the, the same i i would actually like to enjoy this more than dante's peak i actually like dante's peak but um for the most part <laughs> but volcano is just not good no. um yeah it's just it's just a mess you know it is kind of mashed together dante's it, peak. And, okay no no go, go ahead no stay on volcano I was gonna, just going to say, uh, 
it's like when Deep Impact and Armageddon came out at the same time, they were doing this left and right um, around this, this era, which is kind of interesting. Um, Dante's Peak is almost another can't look away that uh, it's a better movie. And this is actually yeah. a location that I do want to go to, to this town that's been on on a kind of to-do list. Um, you got it's Pierce really the number one place to live. <laughs> It's on I the think list. It was, was it number two? I think it was number two or something like that. Like yeah, yeah, it was it, like yeah, which was like um and Linda Hamilton is the mayor, of course. And yes. uh uh for the <laughs> most part it kind of it works. Um th- there's still a line that I say to this day. I think we might have talked about that before, but uh uh is it Lee Gamblin? Let me try to think of what her name is. Yeah, Lee Garlington. Grandmother? Lee Garlington. So she's just like uh, one of the townspeople, and she she walks. She see she's driving by, and she sees Pierce Brosnan and Linda Hamilton maybe flirting, and she drives by. And she's like, "Hey, you two. and it, that that's it. That was it's weird, yeah. whatever. And I just remember we were cackling in the theater. We thought it was, and so we. I still, as hey, if I'm driving it is by, funny. I, and he just got in the town and met her. <laughs> they weren't friends, so he just he's the seismologist or whatever. Yeah geologist that shows up and is like hey it's me i wrote from the institute i'm here to check it out get in the car boom hey you too it's like <laughs> not hey aren't you going to your friend or very you're trusting the, with this you're man, the only but... single man in town right <laughs> only single man and then that was always a weird scene for me because they go to pick up her son in the film and he like crawls out from this like abandoned garage it's like he'll come out and and the pacing's really actually bad in the in that movie with um that scene when he like comes slithering out of a junkyard yeah and it is a, it's a mine like come on right and when that volcano erupts and that stuff's flying around there's like a good hour when they make it up the mountain to grandma's house um, and i think that's where the very begins to falter with grandma and like oh and the grandma and the acid lake and it's awful and oh, that is what's bad. going on uh but yeah, Volcano so also has one of these horrible scenes, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, I'll talk about the subway scene where uh, he's carrying the guy and just jumps into the lava pit and throws the guy. And then I'm like, it's just, it's awful. I mean, you watch it, I'm like, this is, ugh. it's awful. Yeah. It's, it's something bad. you think about, like what, I don't know if they've done, like what actually would happen. I don't think we'd even want to know if you would step into lava, but no. Whew. Yeah. Anyway, not good. But. <laughs> Dante's Peak and Volcano. Check them out, folks. They don't hold up. <laughs> but watch them anyway. But watch them anyway. And finally, Can't Look Away. Robert, what is your Can't Look Away of 1997? Well, I'm proud to say this is a movie that I have been working on locations for, or LA versions of locations. Uh, but Speed to Cruise Control. <laughs> <laughs> They're on a ship this time. Um, so I was on a uh, another podcast, Nerd Locations podcast, and so uh, uh, I was getting crap from Brian uh, at Real to Real Locations for saying, "Oh, but you'll do Speed Two locations." <laughs> <laughs> um, who, so, would, who would give you crap for what for Speed Two? Yeah, um, yeah, like like literally, that's this bottom of the barrel locations. So, uh, oh, see, I so, think any location's good because you're putting the work into. I am putting the work Doing in it. it. So, um, so the beginning of the film takes place in, in Los Angeles where uh, she's uh, learning to, or she's trying to take her driver's permit. Um, so the DMV is actually down, I think it's in Venice or Venice or Santa Monica uh, outside of a library there. And then 
chasing around the motorcycle or a couple areas um, uh, near Griffith Park that I went and done those occasions. I don't have a page for it yet, so everybody hold your horses on kind of waiting for that grand uh, <laughs> that premiere. Grand release. Yeah, We're and obviously most of it is shot on a ship uh, uh, as well, so I didn't did not do those locations because most of it is kind of set. But um, yeah. Speed. What, what of makes course, you can't look away though? Like you still, do you still enjoy this? The awfulness of it. So, uh, and one because when I talk about Sandra Bullock and her, oh man, like I was supposed to be on vacation, and you know, like come, like the whole oh, movie is kind of full of that. And you got Colleen Camp, and you got Jason Patrick uh, trying to fill in for um, uh, Keanu Reeves, and it's like what is not working? And no. Uh, the, and and I have vivid memories of this because we went to go see this in the theater, and the first yeah. three quarters, every once in a while, the sound would about you know like go to silent and come back, and you're like, oh. I just remember I think the the last twenty minutes the sound would went from like volume nine to volume two, like you could barely hear it, and then it'd come back and then it'd be silent and just like oh the worst, and then we we're at the point where we didn't really care about this movie that. I'm like I'm not gonna even go tell anybody, and maybe nobody did tell anybody. I don't know. No. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I think so that's the consensus. We, yeah, we we sat through the end of the movie as with kind of everybody else, and then uh, the movie the movie ends. We're all in the lobby, um, and people are just yelling at this poor seventeen year old oh, weekend no. manager, like we want our money back and whatever. We don't want free tickets. We're never coming here. You know, like these. And yeah. people were like, and the seats are all ripped, you know, and people were just going on and on. And so we, we kind of stuck around because we were just like, oh, you know, we kind of kind of want to see, you know, <laughs> yeah. be part of the audience. And then we were also like, oh, maybe we'll get free tickets to another free passes to another or whatever. Of course. And then there was like four of us, four or five of us. And then uh, my be best friend at the time, she I'm not we don't, I wasn't quite sure where she was. All of a sudden, I, I hear this voice yelling. She's like, don't blame the theater. Blame Jan de Bont for making a crappy movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt kind of the part, right. my, my memory, the, the crowd kind of parted. And it's our friend. We're like, oh, God. You know, like, yeah. you know, like, and people, that did actually did quiet people down, if I remember. Oh, my God. Um, that's perfect. And then we're like, uh, we're like, people are like, oh, my God, what's her problem? And we're like, we're like yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, like, acting like. And, and there's some truth to that, too. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the movie, if the movie was great, you wouldn't be complaining about the noise, <laughs> the volume. So, but I remember because then we're like, you know, everybody's kind of filing out. And then uh, it was like, oh, you're like, who is that girl? I'm like, I don't know. And then I was like, oh, crap, I drove. You know, like, she's waiting by the car for us. She's like, on. <laughs> Blame you on <laughs> What was wrong with the seats? Um, well, you know, it was an older theater that has since been torn down, but it was one of those, uh, what do you call it, Cinema Dome or Cinerama, Cinerama or something like that. Oh, so yeah. It was one of the kind of last surviving uh, ones of that. Even had a smoking lounge off to the side when you used to be able oh, to that is smoke old. in theaters. Oh, that's um, so gross. But, um, but yeah, so that that is my kind of speed to I memory. Like, I saw it in the theater, too. That's, that's funny. <laughs> you oh. said smoking in there I, I remember what we saw can't hardly wait do you remember that gem yeah yeah we saw that uh and you know immature kids my buddy sean just started smoking a cigarette in the pack theater um and by like five minutes in the smoke you could see in the air through the the stream <laughs> of the thing and my cousin danielle was like oh matt you can see that and i was like sean we had to leave but it was like yeah. people were like pissed like security came well, in yeah. and we 
Well, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm smoking a cigarette in a theater. But it was like, I thought I was going to get into a lot of trouble. I, I wasn't smoking, but I was like, I think, yeah. like, this is really bad. Like, you know, what if we get arrested? I was so scared. Well, yeah, one, it's dangerous. But two, we went to go see, the, when we saw The Force Awakens, somebody had a vape thing. And <laughs> oh, really? in the row in, the in front of us. Yeah. And you know how oh, that's so rude. smoke those kind of like, and I'm like, and we're like, are you kidding? And uh, my he when the guy went to go to the bathroom during the movie, my friend got up and went and confronted him. And oh, then, good. And then after, as we were leaving the theater, they confronted us. Uh, like, really? what's your problem? Why do you have a problem? And like, I'm like, don't engage. I just remember we're like, just yeah. walk away. I think we actually stood in front of my friend just to keep the engagement. Like, there, there should be no question. You shouldn't be vaping. Uh, <laughs> no, and you can't get mad yeah. at somebody for asking you not to do that. Yeah. It's like, you're the problem with this yeah. whole thing. If I'm like urinating in the theater and then someone tells me to stop and I'm like, I'm like hey, what's your problem? It's like, no, no, you're the problem. Yeah, like, do you have any problem pissing in a bucket? What? Come on. Like, <laughs> all right. Like You did the right thing. Yeah, but those things end up ruining the movie for you because like you're fixated on that and you get lost thinking about it. But anyway, that, and that's why I only go see it Alamo. Same here. I mean, not Alamo, but yeah. something like... Uh, we don't have the arc light anymore, but like golden theaters or something like that, that are higher end that you have to, because people will ruin it. I mean, you pay money, a lot of money. It's to me, it's worth paying $20 more and enjoying the experience than so having a kid screaming. What would you pay $20 more for your can't look away? <laughs> Anaconda with Jennifer Lopez and John Voight and a young dreamy Owen Wilson. Uh, Is I... it just me or does the jungle make you really horny? It's just you. It's just uh the snake not dissimilar to Jaws 2 screams <laughs> in this movie. Sharks and snakes <sighs> do not scream. Yeah. But John, have you seen Anaconda? Uh did I see it? Yeah. Oh yeah. So and Carrie War, who we were talking about in um, Yes. Thinner. Uh, <laughs> I played I saw the same theatrically. Character. I saw it theatrically too because you had to. This you was, have to. Uh, um, you want you wanted to see the big snake movie. You can't scream when you can't breathe. Okay, and uh, two reasons I can't look away is I do like the cheesiness of it all. And Ice Cube's character, like L.A. traffic in my cell phone, don't stop. <laughs> um, I do like the set location. I I do like Amazonian kind of thing. Um, I think it's cool to have like the old you know, mill in the jungle that's deserted. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Um, but John Voigt's accent that nobody knows really what he is. <laughs> He's a white guy named uh, Marone or something like that. Yeah. But his, his accent is not native to South America anywhere. I don't know what it is. And they don't really explain, but he's just like, you know, a big giant snake comes, jung jungle come out, very smart. You're like, what? What are you doing? Like, what is that, man? Who are you supposed he, to be? He's probably kind of taking the Marlon Brando approach. Of like, I'm the higher, uh, <laughs> senior person, and whatever I can do what I want. And right. and if it's a young filmmaker, and probably was, you're like, yes, sir, Mr. Voigt. You know, like, <laughs> sounds good to me. Uh, <laughs> and don't forget, Danny Trejo was in that movie too. Oh yeah, but but yeah, you're like, well, you got. J-Lo and you know you don't have the highest of acting chops uh, no. <laughs> with this cast so you do you let John Voight do what he oh, wants oh yeah no no he it's it's all him 
Um, and it does have the actor, forget his name, the lead in the movie Mask, Stoltz, Eric, Eric Stoltz. Stoltz. Uh, yeah. He's in there, but he gets knocked out pretty quick. So I don't know if that was a conscious decision or he was only going to do it for a certain amount of scenes, but he's in there very quickly and then becomes incapacitated throughout the whole movie, then wakes up at the end. So, gotcha. But yeah, I can't look away, and it is a horrible film. And they've made some sequels. Is it Sci-Fi Channel sequels, I felt like, or some mashups maybe? I don't know. Yeah. yeah they made, well, they made Anaconda's, I think it's called oh, like yeah. Bloodline or something. Yes. I saw that theatrically, too. Um, That's a tough I one. just remember, I remember audience shrieking with uh, John Voight winking. Remember, he gets spit out. And literally, I don't know if it's like, it was off-putting or like, I don't, it was it was weird, you know. Uh, it's, but, it is weird, because yeah. he winks. He'd be, uh, not, if not dead, he'd be very sick or out of it at that point. But he winks. He'd be yeah. angry. Um. Yeah, I, just, I, I, remember, I vividly remember just that reaction out of anything in the movie. But And I, I hate snakes. I just, you have snakes, though, don't you? You got two of them you right behind, behind me. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Really? No, they're, they're like little puppy dogs. Mm-mm. I love them. We, we, if we saw a snake in our house, we would move. Oh, no, you would embrace it with love. Move. <laughs> we start packing that night. Yeah. And one more thing about... Yeah, a lot of people are afraid, but I got to bring up one more thing about Anaconda. What was the name of the tribe? Wasn't it something ridiculous like the Chimichanga or something? I don't know. No, it was. I mean, it wasn't that. It, oh, it was Chimichama. But they're like, well, um, where John Voight was like, oh, up the way is the Chimichama. And you're like, the, the what? <laughs> the, the whole purpose of their documentary was looking for that indigenous tribe. Uh, probably, um, but it's it's a ridiculous name like the chimichanga uh, or something and you're like oh, somebody just like somebody read just a, a mexican restaurant menu and like changed like a word or two because it's not like a real unobtainium like <laughs> no unobtainium. subtlety there uh unobtainium. we could only get unobtainium here, here on this <laughs> floating rock planet of avatar or whatever i don't yeah it's so ridiculous um but yeah, speaking yeah. of that, I, I'm mad that Avatar has beat out Titanic. Like, it's, it's not worthy. No, yeah, me too. <laughs> Nobody has rewatched Avatar. No, I've never been at a home or <laughs> spoke to someone that goes, "Oh, hey, we're watching Avatar tonight." It just doesn't happen. No. It's like the King, King's speech. People just don't rewatch it. And who is who is wanting multiple Avatar sequels? Nobody. No. Nobody wants it. Um. Couldn't agree more. I feel like Titanic should still be number one. Yes, it still is in my book. It is. It is in my book, too. But I think that's going to be our show tonight. Uh, unless, Robert, you had anything else you wanted to discuss? No, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm glad we're at the getting towards the tail end of the 90s. <laughs> Me, too. Yeah. And we're just I, kind of burning through these. I felt like we burned through the 90s a lot quicker than we did the 80s. Maybe. So I think I, I got a couple ones in 98 that I'm looking forward to revisiting but night at the roxbury man in the iron mask no doubt (laughs) yeah you took the words right out of my mouth (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i'm excited to be going you know out the other side of the 90s and i'll be anxious to hear what 98 brings yes thank you for listening to the podcast set jetter saturdays please visit robert's website at set-jetter.com from all of us here we will see you on the set
dress in black, remember that Just in case we ever face to face and make contact The title held by me, M.I.B. Means what you think you saw, you did not see So don't play B, what was dead is now going Black suit with the black ray bands on Walk in shadow, move in silence Guard against extraterrestrial violence But yo, we ain't on no government list We straight don't exist no 